Hello everyone, I am Ben, and this is the Jamma News Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to talk about two tennis matches, some tennis rankings, and also the new Magic the Gathering set that came out. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into it. I'm going to start off by talking about some tennis that happened and... The first game I'm going to talk about was the finals match of the ten- like of uh, tennis that happened in the um, that happened in Lansing, Michigan, um, and the game I'm going to talk about is a singles match. So that might change it if you are wondering um and the game or the whole match was won by raymond sarmiento i think so you pronounce it i'm not entirely sure um he won for the first game or he lost the first game and then won the second and third game in the match um, the first, like, he was playing Gabriel Diallo from Canada, um, and the, the game was pretty, like, close, um, but Raymond was able to pull out ahead in the end, um, with winning four, in, or winning, like, winning four, um, rounds, in the first game, six in the second and six in the third, while Gabriel won six in the first, three in the second, and four in the third, or which allowed which allowed Raymond to win two sets to one. Um. So, yeah, um, Raymond had um played. Alexander Brown from U.S. in the semis, and Gabriel Diallo beat Alexander Alex Knopf um, in their semifinal match. So that is this round. Like that was the match of the singles in Lansing, Michigan, and in the uh, finals for the doubles match, Chuck Hissel and Joshua Sheehy, or Shahai, I don't know how you say his last name, beat Ozan Kolak and Jackson Winkler, um, by, like in two sets. Um, and... All four of them were from the U.S., so that is kind of interesting since I feel like there would be more diversity in the finals, but it just shows that in the Lansing, Michigan tournament for doubles, these four people all ended up winning, or all ended up going to the finals and were from the U.S., so that's all from 
the Lansing, Michigan tournament. Um, and I'm now going to talk about the singles match that, or the singles championship that uh, happened in, um, like in her Heracline or Heracline. I don't know how to pronounce that, which is in Greece. And the finals match was for singles was between Philippe or like Philippe Christian or Christian Giuliani or Juanu. I mispronounced his last name, but I don't entirely know how to pronounce it. And he beat Philippe Bergevi. Um, in two rounds, um, or two sets, and Philippe Christian is from Romania, well, where Philippe Pergevi is from Sweden. So this tournament definitely seems to have had more, um, or seems to have a better international chance, uh, like talent, um. But it was also held in Europe instead of North America. Um, so, yeah. Um, and Fleeper Gevy beat Nicol- Nicholas David Lonell in three sets, where, or in the semis, where Felipe Christian beat. Michael Zhu, Michael Zhu, or Michael Zhu, from in two sets. So, from just from their semifinal, if I hadn't seen their final score, I feel like Fleep Christian might have, like, might be a little bit better just because he beat his opponent in two sets oh, more than over three. Um, but still, like, it could be one match could not translate to another because it might that just like the quality of fun it might be different in each round um, and i'm going to talk about the or i'm now just going to talk about the top 3 um men's um like men's rankings as of the 22nd of November. Um, and these are the top three according to the ITF men's singles um, like rankings. And these will be... I think these people are different than the Grand Slam players, which... Are like Nicholas Jokovic and uh, Serena Williams. Um, so the top five in this are Hugo Gaston from France with a one thousand one hundred forty three points. In second is Yan Bai, I think, from the from China. Uh, he has ten or one thousand forty one points. And third is Dan Abbott from France. He has 
921 points. Ten points behind him from Australia is Christopher O'Connell, who has 911 points. And in fifth is Ivan Nedelko from Russia, who has 868 points. For women's or for women's singles, the top five are Oana Georgita Simone, or maybe um, I am butchering these people's names, um, but yeah, Oana, like Oana is from Romania and she has six hundred and thirty-seven points in total. And second is Sion Mendez from Australia, who has 615 points. And third is Thayasa Grana Pendretti from Brazil, who has 599 points. And fourth is Anastasia Kulakova from Finland. She has 580 points. And in fifth, from Italy, is Anna Turati, who has 539 points. Uh, for be- er, for a beach tennis, uh, for men's beach tennis, um, the top three people are Mike- Michael Capaletti uh, from Italy. Uh, who has 3,290 points. In second is Alessandro Cabulci, from, also from Italy, who has 2,978 points. And in third place is Nikita Bermakin, who from Russia, who has 2,952 points. For the beach tennis women's, the top three are Julia Gaspari, Rafaela Miller, and Sophia Samadhi. Uh, and first is Julie Gaspari, who has 3,140 points. Rafaela Miller is, or has 2,960 points. And Sophia Samadhi has 2,878 points. That's all I'm going to talk about for tennis on this week's episode. And I will, after the break, I will be talking about the new Magic the Gathering set that has come out over the past week. And we are back from the break. I am now going to talk, like I said before the break, about the new magic set that has been released on tabletop on the 19th of November. And it is called Imnistrad Crimson Vow. It does have the a few set new set mechanics and some other things uh, and it does look 
decently interesting from their cinematic release because it kind of just like sets drama and wants or makes me want to learn more about what happens after the like after the end but it could also just be played out but however you want it to um and there are three things specifically entered out on or like shown on the crimson vow subpage of the magic the gathering website and one of them is a dracula series card which looks pretty cool because like the cards are like full like the card art is full card and like the graphics on it are really nice um so like there's a few things that like might look different on it and that might be one reason why um another one is the showcase fang treatment so that is kind of like the around the side of the card you'll see a a difference like different color than or like just like different art than you normally will see on a regular card um like it will be just like a little bit of a different style um and there's also a blood theme um which is gonna be interesting because it will show the like it just like might make some things more interesting if you're having one style of set um, card deck um and this like the just like the description is Innistrad is back in all its gothic horror glory with two new full set releases you've taken part in midnight hunts a harvest tide festival which was the last one uh, which was the last set that came out and it's now crimson vow invites you to a lavish vampire wedding but are you a guest or a gift um so just kind of like that the last sentence is intriguing because like it's kind of vague so you like it kind of allows you to think about it and it also kind of might like leads me to think that it's going to be more of a black and red colored set just because like it's a it's like vampires those are normally not put in in the best light um like they're normally like related to darker things that happen so i feel like it would make it more of like kind of seem like it would be a dark and dark thing um and there are a few things um like uh, new mechanics that have come out um and i will let you know what those are the first one is training which is like the description that it shows on some of the cards on the website it says training whenever this creature attacks with another creature with greater power put a 1-1 counter on it on this creature so that is like good 
just because like maybe your creature isn't the strongest at first but if it has training on it if you have a like if it's a one one if you have any card that's like higher than a one one then every turn you attack with both cards like when you're able to if you attack with both cards then the that one one will turn into two two and we'll add one like add a one one count on each like time it attacks so it could just like continuously become bigger and become bigger and bigger of a threat during the game if it's not stopped um like there's like the card that it shows on top or the first card that shows is apprentice sharpshooter which takes one green and two other mana um and it's a one four so that's not um like that's not like a bad card um it's just like it's attacking or it's like power isn't like the highest which might not be the best but with that uh, like with training if you have a two one then and you attack but with both of it then it will just it'll become a two four which is a better card uh but like yeah like but like stuff like that it will continue this league get better um another new set mechanic is cleave which on this like on the card it says you may cast this spell for uh, like for as cleave cost if you do remove this word in square in the square bracket um so um so and then like the like for this card which is dig up um it says search your library for a basic land card reveal it, and put it onto your hand, then shuffle. Um, so, I'll remove it. So, if you do do the cleave cost, it says search for, uh, it, it's pretty much search for a card, and put it into your hand, then shuffle. So, that can be good, just because it can help you, if you know you have, if you don't have a card, in your like in your hand and you get this card which is dig up which is only one green but if you play it for its cleave cost which it is a like which costs one green two like two black and one other mana then you'll be able to play and you play it for it then you'll be able to get any card and put it into your hand which can be helpful if you need a bigger, like a bigger card, or a big attacking card, or something to help you. Um, there now, there's blood tokens too, um, which just is like a token that kind of goes with the like blood cards. Um, so like those could be helpful it, with a card, um, and then. Uh, there's also still daybound and nightbound, which will like uh, which is just pretty much there are two different cards. There's a daybound card and then a nightbound card, and the um 
and then like there and then like those will change there are a few different ways for that to change sides that you can look up um that i will also um to i could also tell you about in a future episode then there is also a new set mechanic is disturb which is a mechanic that on this card says you may cast this card from your graveyard transformed for its disturb cost so like that pretty much can help you if like a creature that you have that you want to have on the battlefield like isn't like it isn't like really like if like is in your graveyard then you'll be able to play it after it's already died and you're able to continue playing it uh, from what it seems then there's also exploit which is another new mechanic and um the uh, and this is like this could have been also from other sets so if like all these could have been from other sets that they might have just like taken out and then brought it back for like a new set mechanic for this one um so exploit is the mechanic where you're able to um usually where you're able to sacrifice a creature um when this like when uh, the card with exploit enters the battlefield so this like is helpful because you can sacrifice I think that it means like of your own creature or like one of your own cards, but it could also mean that you can sacrifice one of your opponent's cards and and or like sacrifice one of your opponent's creatures, which will allow you to become like have more of an advantage over your opponent because you could sacrifice their best creature and it will allow you to like kind of have an advantage uh and that uh, is all of the mechanics that are new or returning in this magic set um and i hope you enjoyed this episode um i like of the Jammin' News podcast. I am Ben, and I hope your next week will go well, and I hope your Thanksgiving goes well, too. I hope you return for the next podcast episode. I am Ben, and this was the Jammin' News podcast. Also, just to let you know, the like Daybound, Nightbound is a returning feature from the other Innistrad set, and it pretty much is where your card will change to, like, your card will start on Daybound, and it will switch to Nightbound if a player, like, if the, if an opponent on their previous turn didn't cast a spell like on their last turn then it will become their night face side um and for that card to return back to its day bound the and the your opponent on their last turn 
had to play two or more spells and to for to return and uh, over that time then then like all the if it's nightbound all the cards that have daybound or nightbound will start on nightbound but one, once it becomes daybound again then all cards will be, start becoming on daybound until it switches uh, and sometimes day, like cards daybound cards are better aside are is better than their daybound so just to let you know that i am ben and this was the jammin news podcast see you next week <laughs>